Welcome to Tony's Steak Podcast. As you just heard, welcome to Tony's Take Podcast, episode 61. This is the sports show. We do entertainment as well, and that'll be coming out soon. We do sports first, then we get to entertainment. But I am Sean. Joined with me, as always, we've got Tony. What's going on? What's going on? And Off-Road. Off-Road Andy. Yes. Yep, there he is. So, as I said, episode 61, we're, we're getting up there. We're on iTunes now. If you're still listening on SoundCloud, uh, that's awesome. If that's how you like it, you can now get your you can get a, your your weekly dose of Tony's take at in any platform. Any platform, please. So, wherever you want to find us, you can find us now because we're on iTunes, and that's rad. But uh, should we dive right into some sports because we've got some good stuff to talk about? Absolutely. Let's roll. Want to talk about the losers? Ouch. Of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. Stings. Sadly. It hurts so good. But not for others. The Boston Celtics did not uh, finish off their miracle season with a Eastern Conference title. They uh, they succumbed to the the great LeBron James, the king as they call him, in yes. a, a close but uh, let's say shitty game. It was a very bad game. And I yeah. think, honestly, I, I remember the second quarter, we were all watching it together, I think. Yes. Were you with us? It was you a were. bonding experience, yeah. That's right. So uh, Boston was up, by, I want to say, like 12 points with eight minutes or so to go in the second quarter. And I thought right then and there is when they needed to pull away. They needed to get that lead up to like 16, up to 20, and just put Cleveland away. Instead, Cleveland goes on a little run, ends up tying the game, I think, actually, or going cutting it to one, ended up going into the locker rooms at halftime, down by only four. And I knew right then and there I was like, they're done. I was like, Cleveland has 37 points at halftime. And they're only down by four points, and it was like, uh. yeah. Once you get LeBron going, it's it's tough to get him to stop. Like it was. Yeah, I mean LeBron was his usual self, but it's like really, it was less of a LeBron victory and more of just Boston falling apart. Yeah, yeah. You and have that's the youth. What, that's what I was saying was going to happen too. Was I didn't. Uh, I was saying like the reason why I actually liked Cleveland that game was because I look at their. I mean, and I know they'd played well all playoffs. I'll give it to them. Tatum, Brown, Rozier, all three of those young guys played. Tremendous throughout the playoffs, especially for their age and experience in the playoffs. But uh, I just knew that Game Seven in the Eastern Finals is just a different beast, and they didn't, you know, they didn't play the game they needed to play. They played awful. You know, they it was a very ugly, low-scoring game. Reminded us of like maybe some '90s basketball playoffs or something. But because you hardly see scores this low in the NBA anymore. But the playoffs, like they always say, they allow more physicality. They allow more things that they kind of let go and i don't even think that was the issue i think i'm just saying in just general. Missed, yeah just missed a bunch of open shots layups they only put up 13 points in the third yeah. to uh to cleveland's 20 so it's not like cleveland really ran away with it there. Well, that's just, what i'm saying yeah. cleveland played terrible basketball yeah. boston had their chance in the second quarter to blow that thing up they were up by 12 they were looking good and instead they let cleveland hang around by them playing bad basketball missing shots and that that start of that second quarter was very low starting. Like I remember, I think within the first six minutes, I think Cleveland only scored like five points or something, and then they were finding themselves only down by like ten. It's like you can't let a team who's playing bad stick around because then they're gonna get yeah. it. You now they could easily get it together, especially when you have LeBron James on your team, and that's what happened. But they definitely had some shooting woes in that yeah, game, in Boston. The, the stat of the night, I believe, was seven of thirty-nine from three was was Boston, and Boston. They have some guys who can make it, but that's not their that's not their game, really. I don't think. 
I mean, I know yes, every no. NBA team. I, Brown and Tatum are are good. Um, issue Marcus Smart is not, and he took I think ten threes. But then the other one is uh, Terry Rozier was zero for ten from three. Yeah, I think, that's bad. Yeah. I think like two of fourteen overall, and he's really been great. Well, he really, yeah, he stepped in big for Irving. So, but you have to think like, okay, well, Kyrie does not go zero for ten from three. Yeah, no. That what? What's gonna happen next year in the Eastern Conference? Oh. Cle- or Boston looks set oh. up way more than Philly. That's what that's what we're gonna see in the future because I, I, assuming LeBron James leaves Cleveland, which. I'm thinking he's. I going think his to. only chance to beat Boston next year would be to join the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, if he wants to stay in the East, it should be for Philadelphia. But I'm excited for Word LeBron, hopefully, to leave and go somewhere else. Maybe finally come to the West Coast because I'll tell you what, that's going to be exciting. This next couple of years is that that young Celtics team versus that young 76ers team. That's going to be yeah. exciting basketball to watch in the Eastern Conference. And obviously, you know, you still have teams like Toronto, Washington. Uh, even maybe Milwaukee, if they can get some more help for the Greek freak out there, to, if those teams can do well. But honestly, the East Coast is getting better, the Eastern Conference. And I'm hoping that LeBron finally can leave the East. So that way we can actually see some new teams in the Eastern Conference because it's been yeah, this a little... Year, yeah, no one, there's no one quite good enough to unseat a, a very poor Cavs yeah, team. Yeah, this is definitely, I think, out of at least the last... Six years that LeBron's been in the finals, I think this is definitely the worst team he's brought to the finals. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider Kevin Love missed the last. And two also, games. Kevin Love's just not quite he's still, Kevin Love. Anymore. He's good, don't yeah. get me wrong, but he's not the man they but, originally brought but over. But yesterday, the best player, the second best player in Cleveland was, uh, or not yesterday, but a couple days ago, yeah. Seven. Uh, their second best player was Jeff Green, who would now wouldn't have had as many minutes. Yeah. Jeff, oh, that's why I was. I actually made that comment today when I was talking about this to someone. Is that Jeff Green's going to definitely be getting more minutes? Because Jeff Green's, he's out there. He plays, man. He goes out there and he gives it his all. You can just tell that guy's driving the lane. He's hitting jump well, shots. Someone who had Jeff Green on their team, I'll tell you, he doesn't give it his all every game. Yeah, well, he will in the NBA so, finals. That's what I. I and he played with Jeff Green. <laughs> you got to realize that a lot of guys, it's about where they're playing, though. You know, you don't know what's going on. In oh, the well, he was definitely in the playoffs that year. I'm saying I mean, it wasn't the finals yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, My point is, those guys play differently, different teams, different people. You know, he might not have enjoyed his time there with the LA LeBron Clippers. LeBron motivates him. You never know. I didn't enjoy his time with the LA Clippers. <laughs> I don't think any team has enjoyed their time with Jeff Green ever. Well, you got to understand now. the guy had open heart surgery. Yes. It's pretty remarkable that he's even still playing basketball. So you yeah, got to give him asshole, that. Andy. <laughs> but uh, another team that was a loser that didn't shoot very well. The Houston Rockets. Yes. Arguably, you even said this earlier today, maybe the worst shooting you've said you've ever seen. It was yeah, atrocious. Yeah, 739. That was, that was horrible. 739. 39. I didn't think I'd ever see something like that again. And that was Houston or Boston? That was Boston. Okay, but what about what was Houston? Houston went 7 for 44. Oh, my game, goodness. Including a 27 consecutive. And that's what I was going to say. Missed Houston missed three pointers. 27 straight threes. Houston yeah, that's ridiculous. missed 27 straight. Harden in the entire series missed 58 threes in seven games. Unbelievable. By it's, the way, we tweeted that out, so there you go. It's one thing to take 58 threes in seven games because that's about eight a game, or a little over eight a game, actually, I guess. It's another thing to miss 58. Because that means who knows? I don't even know how much he actually took in the whole series, but 
It was definitely a lot. In this last game, he was 2 of 13. Yeah, he was 2 of 13 last game. Gordon was 2 of 12. Ariza was 0 for 9. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. And those are their three-point guys. I mean, those are the guys that they need to be having hit threes, and those guys were not hitting threes. And Houston cannot win if they're not hitting their threes. Actually, a lot of NBA teams, no. honestly, yeah, can't there's win this, these uh, days. Yeah, there's this saying, live by the three, die by the three. I've always felt like... Well, that's just that's just old guys who don't mm-hmm. like seeing it, people shoot threes, because basically what it's saying is you're going to have bad nights shooting and good nights shooting. But in a seven game series, if you're a good enough team, you'll be able to overcome a bad night shooting. It just happened that the bad night shooting came in game seven and happened to be the worst bad shooting night. Oh yeah, maybe ever. I actually, just really quickly, because I've heard different takes on this. If Chris Paul plays game seven. Do the Rockets win that game? You never know what how Golden State responds to that. Yeah. That's, I think, the only answer I have. I'm just saying because... You, just, you think, like, the game was close enough that you would think, oh, yeah, he'd make a difference. Throughout the entire season, when Chris Paul was on the court for Houston, they were ridiculous. I want to say, like, including the playoffs or something, it was like 50-8 and eight or something. It was somewhere along those lines. Yeah. And then without him, it was obviously, you know, whatever the difference was, not nearly as good. So it's just... Crazy because, you know, he really is the one that brought them back game five. He had a great second half. And then, of course, within a couple with a couple minutes left, he gets that hamstring, re-aggravates that hamstring injury, which was unfortunate for him because they didn't play game six. You know, they get annihilated in Golden State. And then game seven, they came out playing very well. Started off hot. I think they went into halftime with uh, like a rounded 10-point lead or something, or like six, eight-point or yeah. something. I think, I think Golden State started nine, bringing it back. But I think I want to say they were up by like ten or eleven at halftime. And Gordon then, had uh, a great uh, shot right before the half ended. He got the ball oh, like yeah, three Gordon, seconds yeah. in the no, backcourt right. and, and came that, all the way up. If I remember up. correctly, I think that put him up by eleven or twelve yeah. at halftime. So, uh, but you know what? I, you got to give it to Golden State. I hate it, but it's just these these good teams. They it's uh, they're the best third quarter team in the league, and they do this all the time. And that just goes to show you that they're obviously well coached, and they obviously go into the locker room and they get, you know, you talk about your show footage of, Hey, what's, this is what's going on. This is what we need to work on. And they're good enough that they can go out there and stop those mistakes, stop those little leaks. And the next thing you know, you blink, which is literally what happened yesterday. You blinked and they went from down 10 to up nine within like 10 minutes of yeah, game time. They drew it up was those, ridiculous. Uh, the moving screen plays. And yeah, you know. I think yeah. a pivotal play in that game um, was the, I think the Rockets were still maybe five or so. And Harden does his classic move of someone starts to reach and he throws a shot up. He banked in like a 30-footer after getting fouled. And it's like, oh, four-point four, four point play, four-point play. But I did the, see that. They the said, rule is it's a foul on the ground. It's no shot. And I did see that play. So they weren't even shooting free throws. So And I think had that been allowed. So here's my thing with that. I know this year one of the biggest things in the NBA was they were going to be a lot less lenient on the continuation because I think they've felt over the years they've been they've yeah. been very lenient on the continuation, which I feel like they have, especially if you watch college and then you watch NBA. It really is night and day sometimes with what's continuation in college basketball compared to continuation in the NBA. But with that said, and I like that they've done that, but I think that was a shooting foul. Because so, he was going up, it looked like, by the time he got his arm hit. But so I just know that... it's not continuation. That's a separate rule. And it's like three or four years ago when they put that in. 
It's like the rip through movie. It was Kevin Durant was the one who took advantage of it the most. Yeah, yeah. Where and they've called it a lot where more. Where you shoot into the outreached hand and they decide okay that's, so not, that's not a shooting foul continuation was obviously not the best way to yeah. say that but i'm saying like it's just that whole it's all goes hand in hand pretty much that yeah. they're trying to make so, people not be able to do that stuff as much and i've seen that call more this year than ever but i just think in that situation though it did look to me like it was actually more shooting it to me it looked like i think it was thompson had his hand on him like before the shot, but it wasn't like he was then going up for the shot. And I, I thought it, you could make a case that it counted, but I think it kind of yeah. deflated them. That like, oh yeah, Golden State went on, a, made a couple shots, and they're like, oh, we're just as good. And then that like took that those points away, right off the board. But yeah, that was. Regardless, though, you have to play better basketball. You got to shoot. I mean, yeah, sure, that didn't count, but over twenty seven is just. Yeah, awful. I want to talk more about the over twenty seven, um, how just unlikely that was. I think Houston shot thirty six percent. For the year on threes and like using that it'd be it's like a one in 180,000 chances of that happening but then a different place went they like they actually tracked where the shots were and where the defenders were and who shot it and they said Houston should have made like 31 percent which oh, yeah. would have been like one in 72,000 but just think of that they should have made so 30 percent is not good from three True, but they should yeah. have made 30 percent of those 27 that's yeah. an extra like 25 points right there and they lost yeah. by 10. Yeah. So just if they were just bad on those threes rather than zero, yeah, I don't, it's, that's it's impressive incredible. I, I did watch a lot. I saw a lot of those threes. A lot of them were wide open threes or yeah. at least, like, at least not. I mean, as... They did shoot some contested ones, but they could make them like Gordon exactly, yeah. and Harden will make some ridiculous threes. Oh yeah. They shoot a ton of them and that's just, that's just their team. But I think it was really like Ariza was totally gone. Like, I don't understand. This guy was a champion. I know, he's that's been what I'm there. Saying, right? too. It's he's, like it's not like he's not he's been, been in, the in this moment before. Exactly. I don't know what happened with him. I mean, I get it with some of these guys, maybe, but I don't know. It definitely you can't use that always as an excuse, though. Too, it's like, oh, it's just because these guys shouldn't know how to play in these moments. It's just take it as any other game. They're professionals. This isn't like a little college team that's going up against a big college team that like just gets too scared. But yeah. well, the strange thing is like they didn't make an adjustment, but in that situation, do you? Continue to play your game that you that got you there. It got you 65 wins. Or do you try something different when you're, you know, 0 for 15 or something in a row? And here's my other thing really quickly with Houston before moving on. I noticed as the season got went on more, it seemed like that they just didn't play their really Houston Rockets basketball of, like, pushing the pace and jacking up shots within, like, eight seconds of the shot clock like D'Antoni likes to do. I mean, I just – because they did get to a point where and I know they got a big hole – uh, thing about this in the first game where they were just saying that the Rockets were just dribbling too much, but I just kind of wish they would have just stuck to their whole game plan of just playing fast and kicking ass. I, I would have liked to see um, them take it in more. Uh, Golden State doesn't have a great inside presence. Okay, okay. That's Harden actually... is still is still the best at it. And I guess and Gordon Gordon had a great game taking it to the hole, but yeah, shot so poor, poorly from three pointer that it kind of erased it. And actually, that's a good point from you because I think. T- they actually did just stuck too much to what they know because you're right. You go over 27 from three after maybe missing 15 in a row. Don't you decide, you know what? Let's, uh, this is too big of a game. If this isn't working, let's try to find something that is working. Let's drive in more. Let's get Compella more involved. But now they just kept jacking up threes and you just panic. You know, it's like when you, it's like Harden forgot that he is good at multiple things. 
Especially yeah, that finishing seems, inside. But I hate to say it, but it seems getting, to happen with him in the playoffs. Getting getting fouled, it's just like, just take it, take it there, take it to Draymond. You know. Yeah. Well, anyway, that has led us to a fourth year in a row of the Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State Warriors. And the one thing I want to point out is that we had podcasts ago, podcasts ago. Like I'm talking middle NBA season. We talked about how. We talked about, like, who did we think was going to be in the NBA Finals? Could we see a team like Houston or Boston sneak in? And I remember all of us pretty much said we expected to see Cleveland versus Golden State again. But I do remember we specifically said that if that is the case, it wasn't going to be nearly as easy as it was last year. Because remember last year, Golden State went to the Finals like 12-0, and I think. Cleveland went to the Finals like 12-1 and or 12-2. and this year, though, not nearly the story. Golden State, yeah. obviously, the only one that really tested them was Houston. But still, they were down 3-2 to Houston, having to win one of those games on the road. And then Cleveland, taken to seven games by uh, uh, Indiana in the first round, handled Toronto, and then taken to seven games again against Boston, also being down 3-2. So it's just, we were right about that. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's getting tougher for these teams to get there, you know, but... Well, here we are again, and I mean, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> you know, it's no. a crazy thing I saw. And Steve Kerr has coached four seasons in, in the NBA, four know. finals appearances. I hate it. Tyron Lewis coached two and a half seasons I with three it. finals I think appearances. I hate that even more. <laughs> and you know what's up? Both okay. coaches have never Tyron had a season. Lou, really didn't. I don't know how good of a coach Tyron Lewis. Steve Kerr, I'll try to give him some credit. Sure, he has a good team, but it does impress me. I think any team that always comes out after halftime in any sport after having having their asses kicked in the first half and can come out and dominate the second half, that's good coaching because oh, that's yeah. obviously him, you know, jotting down, yeah. telling him, hey, this is what's going on. So th- I'll give that to Kerr. I think Kerr is a good coach. He was on those great Bulls teams, so he knows these moments and stuff. But, man, you still talk about just being handed a beautiful gift basket, though. Yeah, well, I think uh, what everyone – why you have to give him credit is that with mo- mostly the same team from 2014, they won like 20 more games in 15. Yeah. After they fired Jackson and got Kerr yeah, in there. no, I know. He, he, I think he just unleashed. And also, he unleashed the shooters. He just said, "Go do your thing." And he did have like what two seasons before Durant got there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I definitely give uh, the credit. To Steve I mean, those Kerr. teams were were loaded, but they were the year before they took the Clippers to seven games in the first round. And it's like, oh, they have a ton of talent, but will they ever be the championship team? And without doing pretty much anything, they just hired Steve Kerr. They went from they became the most dominant team. Of my lifetime, yeah. If you don't count Michael Jordan as part of my lifetime, but <laughs> I, was, I was young. We don't need to date you, Andy. Yeah. We don't want the viewers to know how old you are. I think, but <laughs> honestly, I mean, I don't, it's not about the Warriors' legacy, but they still have that chance to be more dominant than Jordan's Bulls. They are. They obviously have already set the NBA win record. Yeah. They just didn't finish that season off with the championship. Well, so. neither did the Patriots that one year when yeah. they did their little thing. But uh, I mean, are you excited for this finals rematch? I know you. Um, have strong opinions about the Warriors and just every team in the Western yeah, Conference that's so, not the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, you said that we picked this in the midseason. I mean, we talked about this probably last June after the finals ended, yeah. that this is going to be the matchup again. It's yeah, just... but I just I think the biggest point, though, is that we talked about how it wouldn't be as easy, yeah. and we proved that was proven right. It obviously wasn't as easy. But I'm just wondering, like, are you excited? I mean, obviously I'll watch the games. I'm a fan of basketball. I like watching the finals, but I'm gonna it's just going to be unfortunate if – they get their, you know, it's a domination every game, and it's a quick series. And that actually leads me to wanting to say that uh, this is actually the biggest underdog in an NBA Finals. The Cleveland Cav- the series price has opened up, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are 7-1 to one 
to win the NBA Finals. I mean, they're in the NBA Finals. Series is 0-0. It's not like they're down 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, and they are still and they are 7 to 1. Yeah. So I mean, that is that just tells you how much they think that this LeBron team isn't nearly what it is and how they don't think LeBron can do it himself. But I'll tell you what, 7 to 1 a team that's in the NBA Finals, why not? I think you're crazy. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wouldn't I'm not going to. The only I'm reason saying, it's like, there. For the people out there why not? No, sure. I, I get that. It is to tempt them more because they know they want to take away the action from Golden State, right? Because Golden State's obviously the clear favorite. So Golden State, I think, is like minus 1,200. So you have to bet. For those of you that don't know, you got to bet 1,200 just to profit 100 bucks. So obviously, you know, like you got to bet 12 grand if you want to win 1,000. If you forced me to put $1,000 on either team, I would take Golden State's odds better. I think that's better value there, even with that crazy amount. <laughs> Yeah. I, I see this kind of like. Well, what's crazy though, Andy, is the thousand dollars on Golden State would only would win you less than a hundred. I know. Thousand dollars on Cleveland though wins you back seven grand. Doesn't but that sound better? The only scenario that I see Cleveland winning the series. Oh yeah, someone gets is hurt. I think not only someone. I think <laughs> the entire team. I think yeah. I think two of their core need to get hurt. Has to I think Iguodala doesn't have to come back at all and they'll win the series. Oh yeah. If Curry yeah, goes down or Durant goes down, I think they're good enough to to beat them but if both go down it'll be a problem and that would be if that ever happened no. and cleveland won that championship that my whole just... thing is just it's all about you know just the value i mean obviously I'm, I'm not going to do it but i'm just saying but you're right they do do well, that it also. reminds me of um mcgregor mayweather oh yeah where that i think like that open honestly... like 20 to 1 and people oh, like and, it... and it got all the way to like five yeah because like, everybody no exactly because everybody should be 50 because nobody the public doesn't like mayweather and yeah. they wanted they McGregor's just one of those guys that you like him and everyone wanted him to kick ass and so that's why everyone was doing it and then yeah sure enough Mayweather that went right to Mayweather's likings but um uh, but anyway I think uh like I said I'm not gonna touch that by any means but it's just still funny to like look at to think like it's still crazy though because they are in the finals it just tells you like how much of yeah. a mismatch it does seem to be I'm interested honestly to see what Boston would have been because I feel like they might think. Just Boston is a better, Boston well-rounded team. Has played, yeah, they've played Golden State well over the past few years. They, well, you know why? Because Boston's the best three-point defending def- yeah. defensive team. So hey, if you could stop Golden State from hitting some threes, you never know. But uh, I think it's going to be a four-game series. That's if what Golden I was just going to say. Yeah. What are your? So you think you're gonna? Your prediction is 4-0 Golden State. I think it'll be like last year where Cleveland will, will win one because I just think Golden Golden State takes games off. I think they took game two of the. Houston series off. Oh yeah, no, I definitely agree, and that's and that was a different situation. They, obviously, they, they lost one to New Orleans too. I I think New Orleans is better than Cleveland. Oh yeah, I, I think I agree actually. So. I do, especially with the healthy Cousins on that team too. But I think Cleveland, I think Cleveland will play game one better than game two. I think Cleveland knows they have to come out game one and give a big game. So I think if they're going to have any chance to win a game in Golden State, it has to be game one. But then I think game two is going to. I think game two, for whatever reason, I just have a feeling Golden State's going to just annihilate them game two, no matter what happens in game one. And then I think game three, we might see one of those things where maybe Cleveland comes out first half, plays well, and then Golden State just runs away with it. And if Golden State finds themselves up 3-0, what, what's LeBron going to care? LeBron knows. As much as he might want to be this big, you know, as much as he, uh, as a competitor as he is, he knows that if he gets down 3-0 to them, he knows if he gets down 2-0 to them, it's done. But 3-0, 3-0, they won't even show up for game four. Last year, JR guaranteed they would oh, the come back yeah, sure, but And that team at least had Kyrie Irving on it. <laughs> but uh, Well, that's what I was thinking is that like you want to compare it to 16 is when Cleveland won. 
And you think like, oh, and they they came back and that Draymond got suspended and allowed them to win a game on the road. Then they took care of business at home and then had that great game seven win. It's like, I just can't. That was lucky for them. Yeah. That was with a worse. It was a worse Warriors team. Had one of their best players get suspended. Curry was not fully healthy. At no, Curry's point. not fully healthy right now. I don't think either. But it's just I, I so I don't see even and there's no Kyrie Irving. Exactly. Yeah. To, no, Cleveland's. I think we I all can agree Cleveland's losing. I think they're. I agree. With you. I actually do think they're going to get swept. I think. Did we? No, we weren't even doing the podcast back. What last June? Two years ago. Oh, well, no. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> you knew that. No, but we did. I'm sure we talked about it. I think you did pick Cleveland that year. Might so have the, the second. We'd the have second to go. Dig yeah, we deep have into articles. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to that's dig what it deep was. into those articles. We were yeah. definitely doing articles back and then. And it's like you could. I I don't think I picked them, but it's like I understand your case. This year, if you said. Oh no! If you said like, oh, I think Cleveland might win seven, I'd just say like you're fired from this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know if I have this authority. I but... don't like this. This Cleveland team's not good. He doesn't have enough role members, and it's just like you say, Golden State. They do. They pick and choose their moments. If Golden State got into any trouble this series, they would immediately be like, okay, it's time to turn it on, and they would turn it on, and Cleveland would just be in the dust. But I do have one more thing about basketball. All right, Andy. That he has to do it. I know we we talked about Chris Paul, you know, would they have won if he was there? And I think I think Houston really showed that they they were worthy, that they they may have had a chance. But I think what really did him in is Ted Cruz being there, right? Oh yeah, he he uh, he put a hex on them. Is that the problem? <laughs> so yeah, if you guys didn't see, he did a little tweet trying to be you know relevant. Minutes before tip-off, Clutch City, go Rockets with his uh, face on on the court. I'm sure a lot of people were not happy about that. It's like, you don't even know how to spell basketball, probably. A lot of people aren't happy with his face, just in general. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the tweet that people were pissed off about. At least I wasn't. I'm not pissed about this either. It's, it's dumb. Eight minutes, 27 seconds to go. Rockets, it's now or never. Houston is Clutch City. It's Q4. Get her done, Rockets. First off, what is he, the coach? He's telling them, hey, it's now or never, guys. You better wake the fuck up. But you think they're all sitting there on their, t- like, they got their cell phones out of commercial Oh, Mr. Breaks. Cruz. Had guys, I know you were in attendance, I would have really turned it off. Guys, Ted says it's now or never. <laughs> Win this one for Ted. Now you got my vote if you guys come back. Now you're throwing out, get her done. That dumb okay, comedy well, bit know, from like 10 years ago. Well, we this is a know. guy from Canada who went to Harvard. So Also, we don't know how many beers Ted Cruz had at this Yeah, point. that's true. Because I'm yelling, get her done too, after about eight beers. Throwing back some, what, Mickey's or something? <laughs> Man, that's... Just a, Ted Cruz is not the get her done crowd. He's Mm-mm. Harvard law guy. He should have been at a polo game or something. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. So that's not serious analysis, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It just, I, I would... Yeah, I would hate to have a kind of like reviled guy like that as a fan of one of my teams. I'm just trying to think, like, like if Harvey Weinstein came and was wearing a Dodgers <laughs> jersey when he got arrested, and be like, "Oh fuck, what? Now the season's really cursed." He should have done that with a team he hated. <laughs> oh my! Well, can I say really quick, Warriors in five, but six wouldn't surprise me. But I do think five. You never you know. Think the LeBron's. Warriors take two games off. They might, you know. <laughs> the plane went down. Well, I'm just saying you can St. never, Lewis. you can never. Well, Andy, that's just mean. You could never rule out Zaza falling on somebody. That could always happen. Yeah, but that would ha- oh, on his own team. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking yeah, like last absolutely. year when he took out Kawhi. 
Oh, I mean, that could happen, too. And in that case, Warriors and three. Yeah, like warm-ups. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Zaza falls out into the crowd and 14 dead in Cleveland tonight. Oh, Andy. Whoa. Ominous Andy strikes again. <laughs> Mark it uh, 31 minutes into the pod. I don't even know if that's actual actual pod time, but whatever. Well, anyway, moving on now to another a Stanley Cup. I mean, a Stanley Cup. Yes, the Stanley Cup Finals, a final that has already started. Last night was game one. Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Washington Capitals, and I'll tell you what—what what a hell of an opening game! Yeah, what was that score? Well, Forty to the one. Opening oh, absolutely. They, so they've done that opening ceremony. Flaming arrows at the start of like each at the at their home opener of every series, and it's just crazy because it's like that's why like, you gotta—I mean, you gotta love it. It's just here's Vegas. It's like this is definitely Vegas professional sports. The, all the the shows and stuff. But the funny thing is, is a one of our buddies we're watching the game with who plays hockey, he was noticing how, like, the puck was very bouncy. And sure enough, a couple times throughout that game, they actually had ice repair guys go out there and fix stuff. So you almost wonder if, could it have been their little, like, presentation thing? Like, these sure, guys, all these the guys are out there with their, sh- with their swords. I mean, are, are any of these guys accidentally, like, slamming it onto the ice? I think they're I mean, plastic or something. I'm sure, but my point is, is these guys Real obviously blades. still kind of, like, fuck up the ice a little bit. Like, obviously, you like it that when the guys go out there, you want the first guys out there being the actual hockey players. Hey, no, no. Instead, we got two guys dressed in armor fighting each other. You don't like a little theater before your <laughs> hockey game? Yeah. But anyway, that was a hell of a first game last night. It was a 6-4 final with the sixth goal coming, literally with two seconds left on an empty netter. So uh, it was exciting, though. I mean, Washington, I mean, uh, Vegas got up early 1-0, and then Washington came back and scored two goals, and I think it was 43 seconds to go up 2-1, and then Vegas tied it up before the end of the first to make it 2-2 at the end of the first, and then... I think Washington scored the next one, then Vegas, then Washington, and then Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. And honestly, that's what you like to see in the finals, especially hockey. You like seeing this back-and-forth stuff. But uh, It's a good show to the uh, casual fans if there are any of hockey. Yeah, and I will say there's good losses and bad losses. If you're a Washington fan out there, I'm telling you, don't you worry yet. Washington played great last night, even though they did give up six goals technically, one being an empty netter. They, the fact that you knew you were going into a very hostile environment with the fact that this was Vegas's first season ever as a team, they're in the Stanley Cup. You knew that was going to be the loudest they've ever been. They have all these crowds and live concerts with like little John performing before the game and all this crazy stuff. Big fan of hockey, little John. <laughs> so you know it was going to be wild. And honestly, I felt like even though they lost, I felt like Washington actually didn't get really too bothered by that. I'll tell you what, if Washington goes out and wins game two tomorrow, which I think they're going to. Then all of a sudden, you go back to Washington with an evened-up series. I don't know. I mean, this dream season, I still I'm, – I'm thinking Washington's going to end up winning the series. It's who I want to win the series, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I actually just think they're the better team. Even though they're not – maybe, I don't know. I think they're the better team. I think they had similar records. Yeah. But, uh, Vegas did have the – did have more points because they do have home. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I just think – But, yeah, Washington – they haven't been here before, but they've had a lot of. And here's the thing: experience. is Ovechkin, he's the best player, the best goal scorer in the league. He's gonna want this. The team's gonna want it for him. The team's gonna want it themselves. And I just think it's gonna be. I just think if they can win tomorrow night, I think they're in honestly the driver's seat to be looking good. But if Vegas wins tomorrow night, then I've it's not gonna be easy for Washington. <laughs> Obviously, being down 2-0. because yeah. Vegas has shown they can win three, four games in a row in a series. They've done it. They did it last series. They've. Swept the Kings. I mean, Vegas, honestly, is cruised to the finals. So that's the one thing that maybe, if, you know, the longer the series goes, which it's it's going to go for a while. I think this goes six or seven easy. But 
I don't know. We'll see. So not everyone is a uh, fan of hockey, though. No. Have a tweet from a was it two-time Super Bowl winning athlete, two in a row, Chris Long. What did he say? Patriots and now the Eagles. He said, guys too, take too many breaks in hockey. Oh, boy. Shift changes constantly. For instance, last night, LeBron played the entire game. Oh, no. Okay, well, Chris Long so, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I will. Pretty do- angry? I mean, it doesn't anger me because I didn't play hockey, but I can tell you for anybody out there that has played hockey, that would definitely piss them off because I just know you're out there running around on skates. you got all this padding on. There's a reason these guys are only out there for like, 50 seconds, 40-something seconds of shift because it's not easy. I mean, you see these guys when the puck's in the zone, someone's zoned for like a minute 20 and it takes a while to get a line change. You see these guys are just absolutely gassed. So it's like... He got a lot of shit. Oh, as he should have. here's the thing. He plays defensive line in the NFL. That also rotates a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So... And in between plays, you're sitting there for a good 40 seconds sometimes just putting your hands on your hips thinking about a hot dog. So he had to say (laughs) he was obviously joking. Okay, and good. he just got a million people replying to his tweets and be like, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about sports. That's you do anything about hockey. They're the toughest guys in the world. And he's like, oh, my God, I, didn't, I was joking. Yeah. And my <laughs> See, actually, I was able to rile you up. See, he did. Well, yeah. Not, the tweet itself didn't seem like a joke because it sounds like it seems like something I would say. But it honestly, now it almost seems like now knowing that's a joke. Does he make fun of LeBron James? Then? <laughs> is he saying basketball is easy to play a whole game? Well. LeBron does take a lot of time off. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's just uh, – it's funny. It's uh, – Well, Twitter Twitter just uh, – Well, let's – You can't joke on Twitter because people don't know it's a joke. You can't do anything on Twitter. Let's, Twitter uh, well, let's shift to this then. We have another great little Twitter story. What? The safety on the Cleveland Browns. I forgot that's on Twitter too. Demarius Randall had a tweet. I think it was about 23 hours ago now. So it, was, it must have been right after the Warriors won. Yeah. He put out a tweet that said – he will buy anybody that retweets his tweet a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey if the Cleveland Cavaliers can beat the Warriors. Now, they say the average NBA jersey, and this is assuming he's going to get you a nice jersey, not going to get you some, like, kids' bop jersey. An, uh, the average NBA jersey, they say, is about $99. So I just did the math. When I looked before this podcast about a half hour ago, his twi- uh, his tweets, had that tweet had been retweeted 556,000 times. So I did the math. 556,000 times 99 is a little bit over 55 million. So if Cleveland comes back and I wins. I mean, he can afford it. <laughs> I don't know. contract status. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think. I mean, there are some football players that can afford that, but I don't know if he's one of them. Definitely not. This guy uh, was recently traded from the Packers, so I don't think he's a uh, considered a star by any means. In my opinion, though, what an idiot. Because honestly, if Cleveland does win... I don't think he's going to do it. But, no, I mean, that's is... that's the same thing as, like, the prostitute that says, like, well, if this happens, I'll, I'll blow you. Like, here's here's my whoever thing, Whoever tweets it. Here's my thing also, though. Demarius Randall, maybe this is just great advertising because, honestly, I don't know who the fuck Demarius Randall was before <laughs> this. <laughs> I honestly don't. And I know a lot of, like, team names or not a lot of players' names. I didn't – honestly, I never really paid much attention to him. I didn't really know who he was. And, if, like you said, he's getting traded from the Packers to Cleveland. I mean – Sure, he's whatever, but I just think that's fun, funny because now it's like, oh, wait, I know who Demarius Randall is. He's the guy that did that well, stupid it's like, tweet. Um, it's like Scott's Tots, remember from The Office? Oh, yeah. 
Hey, Mr. That, Scott, what you gonna promise. do? What that's you gonna a, do? Make our dreams come true. That actually, is a pretty good reference because assuming if this happens, he's not, and he's gonna be like, there was a lot of little kids hoping for a LeBron jersey. But I think I don't think he knew it would blow up like this. But I didn't either. But again, I think it's great advertising. For this himself. this was not this was not good intentioned. Um, he was actually trash talking Cleveland, which, which is, is funny because he plays for them. He hasn't even played a game for the Browns yet, and he's like already got the fans pissed at him. Yeah, so he's so. a Golden State fan, and basically he's. Taking the position that this is not going to happen. Exactly, There's no way yeah. Golden State well, yeah, is going to beat anybody, them. Yeah. So he's not going to have to pay out. So he thinks uh, seven to one is uh, too high, too, or too yeah. low. Well, we'll and see what happens with that. Maybe he'll give everyone like a a printer cartridge or something. Isn't that what Michael Scott did? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know what? I meant posters. I meant posters, not jerseys. You're going to need to print out a picture of the championship jersey. But anyway, though, I think uh, we'll at least have a – by the time we come back to sports next week, we're going to have some uh, – we'll have a nice little update on how our little finals are going. Oh, it'll be exciting. Yeah, I think uh, NBA starts Thursday. So yeah, we'll, the yep. NBA will be like we'll Thursday games and Saturday, in. I believe, probably. Yeah, should be. And then I, I imagine they'll have a couple days off. Honestly, actually, game three might be Tuesday next week. Wow. I think it's definitely a possibility. Live pod. From and the game. Hockey, I know they play game two tomorrow night, and then they don't play again till Saturday, I think. I think they're getting a few days off also. Yeah, Saturday. No, uh, the games, so it goes Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, okay, good. Friday. Perfect. So they are giving them a couple so yeah, of days. I like that. Out. I like that. Give those. I think for that series, they want it to space out yeah. as long as possible. They know it's only going four. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. I don't know. I think that pretty much does it for us with a little yeah. bit of sports today. That's your uh, weekly Tony Take dose of sports. Big time. Be sure to check us out on entertainment coming up next and check out our happy hour podcasts when they come out. Typically weekly, but not always. We don't always do happy hours, but we do bring you these weekly. I'm Sean. Join with me. We've got Off-Road. Yeah, I'm about to leave. And Tony. See you later.